to get more and better clients while working less this year. I know that the promo for it said better clients, but I couldn't squeeze all that stuff in there. It's really to get more and better clients So uh, while working less, which like Chelsea said, we definitely all want to do on a regular basis. So let's go and get started. First and foremost, who this webinar is mainly for, uh, best for, for established businesses, meaning three plus years or so you've been running, you're getting sales, you're getting clients, but maybe, you know, they're a bit more inconsistent than you would like, uh, or you're getting the wrong clients. However, if you don't fall into this category, that's okay. You will still be able to use the information, uh, but there are just there will just be some tweaks here and there, which I will try to share as we go through for people who, you know, maybe who don't have any clients or sales or um, customers right now, okay? And outcomes, what in the world are you going to learn today? First of all, how to choose SMART business and life goals for 2024. We'll cover that and what that means. I know a lot of you probably know. You'll learn how to build your sales strategy to get the revenue that you want from your business in 2024. And you will learn, <laughs> excuse me, a simple way to uncover exactly how to reach your best clients. So before we start in earnest, I always like to say, okay, um, it's really important. I know that like we've got so much going on these days. Um, everybody's always multitasking, myself included, but sometimes I like to just really hone in and focus because if we take care of our, of our businesses, they will take better care of us. So, you know, you've only got maybe 45 minutes here. Um, and another thing I know from, from being in business for quite some time is the longer we avoid focusing, the longer it'll take us to get our big, get to our big goal. So just lock in with me here. And um, if you have a cell phone, let me check mine too. Make sure that it is on silent, not vibrate, but silent if you please. And let's flip the screen over so we don't have any visual notifications that are bothering us. If we've got, we've got you know, kids around and we've got someone else who can take care of the kids, maybe we have someone else, you know, we can give the kids and the babies over just for 45 minutes or so. And um, while we're talking about it, I know like teens kind of seem to not respect, do not disturb signs. At least mine didn't quite all the time, but maybe you want to put one on your door before we get started. And hey, maybe not, you know, let's hold off on the selfies until later too, if you're a selfie type of person. I'm not, maybe you are. All right, let's go for it. So. Uh, why listen to me, first and foremost? Okay, good question. <laughs> so um, I'm a certified digital marketing and inbound specialist. I've been doing this thing for more than 10 years. Um, I built my first company full-time, took it full-time in 11 months at age 19. Clients that I work with, generally speaking, are anywhere from solopreneurs who are trying to launch a side hustle, <clears throat> excuse me, get that off the ground, to small teams, small businesses and growth stage, all the way up to clients like Google Space Foundation. And also I was able to do 70% less work last year, but get 280% more clients. So what you're learning today is a key part of how I was able to do that. 
Okay. And just as Chelsea said, please, if you have questions as we go along, pop them in the chat. Chelsea, if you don't mind, um, kind of maybe monitoring a little bit. And if somebody, someone is confused about something, thank you so much, then do please let me know and I will try to cover. But at the end too, I will uh, try to leave a little bit of time for going over um, some problems and issues that you may have with the formula that we're going over today. But I will um, try to get both in there, okay? All righty. So first of all, we were talking about <clears throat> SMART Business and Life Goals, and this is an acronym that you may have heard of that stands for Specific, Measurable, I like to say Aligned, Realistic, and Time-Bound. So when we're, when we're choosing goals for our business and goals for our life, we want to make sure that they're specific enough that we can measure them that they make sense, they're aligned with where we're trying to go, with our core values, who we are as a person, where we are in life and in business right now. They're real realistic. They are, you know, meaning can we attain them? Like, am I saying that I want to get 100 new clients this year, but really I can only take, you know, 10 at a time or five at a time, whatever like that. And then are they time bound? Are we just saying, hey, I want to make more money this year in my business? Or are we saying things like, well, I want to make um, $10,000 more this year than I did last year. And so time bound, we know that we're talking about within that year span. So as we go forward, we'll revisit that a little bit. Okay. And also, what is a better client? What is um, a best client? Because of course... Let me scooch this over a little bit here. Of course, um, the title of this webinar is five, five Steps to Getting More and Better Clients While Working Less. And learn, I was talking about in the outcomes, we can learn a simple way to uncover exactly how to reach our best clients. So here's some examples that I have on the slide here for you, but what's best really depends on, again, things like where you are in your business, um, <clears throat> what you're currently doing, what your business is currently doing right now in terms of revenue, in terms of workload, um, maybe in terms of the services and things that you're offering. So maybe a better client for you is someone who, uh, excuse me, is buying a particular service over another one that you have. Maybe they're lower maintenance than someone else. Maybe they're a higher paying client who doesn't complain you know, about the price or something like that. Maybe there's someone who gives lots of referrals. Whatever that is, kind of take a moment right now to, to think about, well, what is a better client for me? You know, what, what does my best client look like? And try to keep that in mind as we go forward. So <clears throat> step number one to doing the thing that we are here for, all right? First thing we want to do to get more clients and to get better clients is to make sure that we are tracking several things in our business, okay? That is because, as you can see, the easiest and the fastest path to increasing your sales as an existing company 
is to do more of what's already working for you. Does that make sense to everybody? A lot of times we, you know, um, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're like, you know, I need to create another product to get another revenue stream going. But really, that is often more work, more time, more energy kind of uh, divested from what you really want to focus on. Oftentimes, it really is best to just kind of do more of what's already working. It's easier for you and thus faster for you to get to where you're going. And so when we're talking about installing um, analytics and starting tracking, well, what in the world, first of all, are we going to be tracking? So and just one second here for me. Okay. So we are going to be using for our website. So if you're on Shopify or something like that, Wix, oftentimes they have analytics that are built in. <clears throat> so that is an amazing start. If you have something like that already, you may just be able to use that. Otherwise, if you're on WordPress, for example, or also if you're on Wix or you're on Shopify or you know Squarespace or someplace like that, and you want to ensure that you're really tracking everything that you need to be tracking um, to be able to review that data and see what's working best for you. You may still want to install something like Matomo or Google Analytics. I prefer Matomo just because I uh, I'm a rebel. I don't uh, I don't like where society is going in terms of like putting all of our data. Yeah, all of our data into big data's hands, you know, into the cloud, like everything personal about us is very concerning for me. So as much as possible, I try to go the other direction from that. So I use Matomo. It is exceptional. It's free. It used to be called Piwik, P-I-W-I-K. Really weird. I don't know what that means. But um, Matomo, and I think it's at matomo.org, is something that you can use if you are not fond also of Google Analytics. And um, I'm sure, <clears throat> excuse me, an advisor here at Hub can install either one of these for you, including me. I can also install Matomo or Google Analytics for you. And so for your email, um, again, I know a lot of businesses use MailChimp, um, but oftentimes, you know, we use services like MailChimp, GoDaddy, because they're the most popular but maybe not um, always the best for our particular use case. So Cindy.co is a script that you pay for one time and like maybe every year or something like that, um, it will be updated. You pay for the update or something, but you pay for it one time, it's under a hundred dollars and you're just able to send your newsletters. You can, um, you've got some basic analytics in there. Also Mail Bluster is a service that is actually completely free to use and um, the only thing you pay for is you have Amazon's um, email sending service linked into your mail bluster. So you pay, you know, a couple of pennies to send your email out, your newsletter or emails out every time. <clears throat> and so when we compare it then with something like MailChimp that um, has limitations in terms of like number of people you can have on your list, number of people you can send to in a month or at one time or something like that, um, you're not going to be bumping up against those same limits. And so even though I think MailChimp, MailChimp is free, I believe still, um, I don't track it because I don't use it that much. 
But even though it's free still, I like services like Cindy and Mail Bluster because especially in the uh, mid to long term, they're not quite as expensive as MailChimp would be. And so in terms of your emails, now that we're talking about that, as you're sending out your emails in Cindy, in MailChimp, in MailBuster, whatever you're using, make sure that you're tracking your uh, click-through rate, which means, um, so of the people who opened your email, how many of them clicked on the link there, you know, whatever link you have in your email. So say to your website or something, your click-through rate. And we also want to track our conversion rate. So of the people who opened and clicked, how many people took the action that you want? How many people bought something, if that's where you were leading them to? Or how many people signed up to your newsletter, if that's where you were leading them to? Something like that. Okay. All right. And so step two to getting more and better clients this year is to figure out what marketing is working best. I know that the last um, step one, you know, it's not very fun. It's not super sexy. You're like, oh man, step one is like, I got to install tracking. That is a huge bummer. I get it. But once it's installed for you, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Whoever you're working with for your marketing, um, you know, your marketing manager, whoever is helping you formulate your strategic marketing plan will be the one who goes in there and sees what is going on for the most part, if you're not super technical and don't care to be. So the second step, figuring out what marketing is working best, um, we do that in a couple of different ways. I don't know. Let me move this down here. This little Zoom toolbar is always just like, I do these presentations all the time, and it's just always just somewhere in the way. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, so first of all, when we are figuring out what marketing is working best. As we're talking about the analytics to review, uh, well, let's go ahead and do that. So if we have an e-commerce site, uh, meaning, you know, maybe you're selling a product, you've got a, an online store with a shopping cart, that sort of thing, the types of analytics that you will want to review in your Matomo or in your Google Analytics will be, and I'm giving you just like the basics here. Okay, because there are like dozens of things that we could look at and it can be quite overwhelming. But the things that we want to make sure that we see are things like, well, what is my top selling service or top selling product? Like, so let's look at 2023. What sold the most last year? What I sell the most of? And then highest converting channel. It might be called something a bit different depending on, um, you know, whether you're looking at Shopify or Google, Google Analytics or um, Matomo or something like that. But highest converting channel, that means, um, so if I am <clears throat> using social media, you know, I'm on Instagram, or if I'm, uh, people are finding me through Google, Google would be like the SEO channel, Instagram would be the social media channel. Excuse me. Basically, what is an email, you know, something like that, um, of all the places that people have found me this year, which one or ones, but generally it's just one, which one has brought me not necessarily the most clients, but the the most number of leads who have converted to clients. So for example, I could get a hundred leads from this place 
and a hundred of them become clients. That's a hundred percent conversion rate from lead to client. I can get a hundred leads from this place too, and only one becomes a client. That is a one percent conversion rate from lead to client. So I've got the same number of leads. Um, and sometimes you'll see you've gotten the same number of clients or sales, but your conversion rate will be higher. And we want to take note of that uh, because it will inform our strategy later. Um, in e-commerce, we also want to look at highest net profit per service or product sold. In email, we want to look at, well, what are um, our most popular pages or our top pages? What are um what is the time spent on site so how long are people sending uh, spending on our site this should say um just regular website not email my bad what are like so if you're on for example wordpress or something like that um how long are people spending on your site on average you should be able to say that uh see that and then um orders taken uh orders submitted per page, actions per page, that sort of thing. We want to see how many, like what's the average number of actions people are taking on your site per page? What is, or, or what is the average number of orders? Again, the, the way these stats are labeled will be just a little bit different depending on what analytics you're looking at, okay? And going back to SMART goals. So let's see. Um, Remember that a SMART goal is specific, it's measurable, it's aligned, it's um, realistic, and it's time-bound. So when you're thinking about especially the measurable piece of a SMART goal, maybe you will draw from one of these things here to measure what of your marketing is working best. And Really, which one or ones you choose will be unique to your business, your goals and things like that. And that's why I'm not giving you a very specific example here. But we talked a little bit about conversion rate a couple of different times already. So that's definitely one that I like to gravitate toward when I'm trying to understand, all right, um, how is my marketing doing? One of the things I'm definitely going to look at is my conversion rate. And that's really important. And you'll see more as we go along. So step three. Now we're probably getting into the realm of things that seem a little bit more fun to you, um, that you're a little bit more into. I get it. Me too. <laughs> so um, step three is to map out your one year, minimum one year business and life goals. And I've underlined life because as entrepreneurs, Oftentimes, in order to, when we're thinking about growing our business, scaling, advancing, we're thinking about what do I need to do in this business for this business to achieve this particular goal or, or this status? But so often, it's about what we can do and, and need to do in life in order that we can maybe create mental space to do what we need to do in business or um, to de-stress enough to do what we need to do, whoops, in business. I'm talking with my hands and I'm skipping ahead, okay. 
Um, so that's why life is very important when we're setting goals. But also, you did not become an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm sure I can speak for pretty much everybody here. You didn't become an entrepreneur because you want to work all day, every day, and that's all that you do. You have you know, a desire to do other things in your life as a result of how well, well your business does. So we want to think about those things now. And um, if we could, we're just going to take, say, two minutes to um, break out, you know, a little notepad. <clears throat> Maybe you want to type it in another window. Maybe you've got a post-it note on your desk like I always do. But if you would, just I'll take, um, I'll set a timer here and we'll take two minutes for us to think about what are our three one-year goals. So for example, uh, maybe a life goal is you want to take a vacation to Morocco with your family. Maybe um, a business goal is you want to hire a marketing assistant. Um, maybe a business goal. Oftentimes, of course, a business goal is a revenue goal, and that's what we're going to be working with today is, okay, I want to earn $100,000 this year. Maybe that's your revenue goal. So Generally, when people are setting goals, I always encourage you to, you know, one is going to be a revenue goal. Perfect. What do you want your revenue to be for 2024, let's say the next 12 months? And then another business goal and then a life goal. Okay. So let's take maybe 90 more seconds. I know I talked through some of our time to just jot down some goals, if you would. So you can keep those in mind as we go forward. Now I will hush so you can think. And we've got some clues up here. So think about where am I in my business now? And where do I want to be this time next year? Maybe you get a goal from that. What is my revenue in my business now per year? And where do I want it to be in 12 months? Now, in terms of that, just briefly, <clears throat> a realistic increase in revenue is maybe let's say between 10 and 20 percent oftentimes kind of sometimes we want to kind of jump out the window like 50 percent more and things like that great but especially when the first time we're doing this if we don't quite have a plan for how to get there 10 to 20 percent 20 percent you know is kind of getting toward the more aggressive side for sure um, but once I break it down here for you you'll see how how simple that can be but the first few times you do this, keep it kind of smaller, more attainable um, so that you can create a solid plan. Okay, a few more seconds, everybody. If you're done, you can just type done in the chat so I kind of know you need a couple extra seconds, let us know. But we're going to move forward here shortly anyway. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Perfect. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Perfect. Okay. Right on time. So we're going to go forward. And even if you didn't get a chance to outline all of yours right now, no problem. I'm going to walk you through how this process works. And then you'll be able to think about these things later. 
Okay, now we're on this slide. So step four, and you're like, step four already? Yes, because step four can get a little bit, you know, step four has several sub steps. So step four in getting more and better business, <clears throat> excuse me, business this year is to create a monthly sales plan that is rooted in your revenue goal. So I trust that everyone has chosen a revenue goal. That's usually the first thing that our brains go to. All right. So going forward here, um, our example that I'm using to walk us through is going to be, this is just going to be a revenue thing. But as we go through, think about how your life goals factor into or can factor into um, your revenue. And that'll make more sense in a minute. It, for example, though, so let's say your life goal is, uh, one of your life goals is every week I want to have a movie night with my family. I'm not doing that now. I would like to do that. So how can you still think about how can I still earn 10 to 20% more, but save three hours every week. Make sense? So my life goal is, you know, that movie night, I'm going to need three hours. I'm going to need an hour and a half for the movie. I'm going to need half an hour at least to choose the movie like we do at my house. Hello. Um, and, you know, I'm going to need some time for popcorn and, and intermissions and all of these things. So think about, all right, um, I have this revenue goal, this business goal, but I want to make sure that I'm not ignoring my life goals because I'm so focused on my business one. All right. So now um, a monthly sales plan rooted in your revenue goal. What does that mean? Basically, we want to understand what products or services we want to sell in order to meet that revenue goal. So, you know, maybe 10% more, 20% more. What do I want to sell more of, essentially? To get that answer, we go back to step three, back to those, uh, you know, back to our goals from step three. But we also go back to step two, where we identify, we looked at our analytics. You know, first step one is do some tracking. <clears throat> step two was, Look at those numbers, see what's what's going on, what's tanking, what's doing really well. So what are your top selling products or services that you have? Maybe you want to focus on selling more of those, but it really depends. So here's the thing. Let's say you sell both accounting and bookkeeping services. Which one do you want to focus on then to try to sell more of? Well, that depends on the numbers that you saw. Depends on a couple of different things. Let's say you are selling your autobiography, copies of that, and you're also selling photo albums. Excuse me. If that's the case, how do you decide which one to sell more of? Again, we can look at top selling product. We can look at net profit per, per product, these sorts of things. And this will make more sense as we go along. Don't worry. And then... Um, so let's say you're making $5,000 a month in your business right now, and then you want to make 20% more. So you want to make $6,000 per month in your business right now. 
And that means that you want to make $1,000 more per month. Does that make sense to everybody? And I just kept the number super simple here so we don't get too lost and feel too crazy by the end of this. Okay. And so I've got these, these images, um, this down here is really just an example to help kind of wrap our brains around what in the world I'm talking about here. So for example, let's say <laughs> you needed to make an extra $10,000 in your business this year. Do you want to do that by selling one, let's say you sell um, vacation packages. Do you want to just sell one vacation package for $10,000? Or do you want to sell 10 iPhones for $1,000 each to make that additional $10,000 per year in your business? Let me hear from you. What would you all prefer to sell? Would you want to sell that $10,000 item? that vacation package or that, you know, 10 of the $1,000 or, you know, are you not sure? Do you have questions about that? What are you thinking? Tell me, let me know. I want to make sure I'm not losing you here. Matt said one at $10,000. Why do you say that, Matt? What makes you say that? And if you like to un unmute, um, if uh, we can, we have that capability. Yeah, feel free to raise your hand or if you want to respond, we I'm happy to unmute folks if you want to get a little more interactive. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I do see some, Matt said yeah, too many projects and clients stressing me out, too much mm -hmm. juggling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Oh, Crystal, some good thoughts there. Too many projects and clients stress me out too, Matt. I feel that too much juggling, one transaction, right? This is very good, everybody. So yes, um, especially as we've been business, as we've been in business for a little bit longer, we understand hmm, a lot of times, especially as service providers, the more things I sell, the more clients I have, the more work I've got to do. So how can I charge more and, and deal with less? So you guys are on great tracks. However, Crystal brought up a really good point. Um, let's see, let me go back there. If she has a huge stock of cell phones already, then you might opt for that. So really, you know, this is just testament to the fact that oftentimes it can seem like there's like an easy answer for something. But if we really dig deep and understand, well, what is going on in my business? Does this make sense for me? Then we can see the answer might be different than what is being you know, touted or preached out there. Just like, um, also we have to think about things like, so how much work, effort does it take? How much time does it take? How much money does it take? How much energy does it take? to produce this product, service, client, sale, overhead, inventory, if you're selling hard products, how much of all of that is wrapped up into making this money versus over here? So just like, and, and you know, perfect example, Crystal, um, 10, if you've already got say 100 iPhones and they're just kind of sitting there collecting dust, 
then maybe you want to offload those first because you've already got the inventory and maybe you have to do something special. You know, you got to invest a lot of something, time, money, effort, energy to sell that vacation package. Maybe it takes a lot out of you. Also, maybe um, selling the iPhones, the cell phones, maybe, you know, we're taking into account things like inventory. Oh, let's see more um, comments here. Someone said 10 at 1,000. Oh, that's interesting, Joe. I used to sell many small items, Tina says. I'm not right at grants, which is much easier. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Jamila said, one at 10,000 would be ideal, but realistic, 10 at 1,000. Yeah, and it really depends though too. Let's go back to top selling product, okay? What if I told you that your top selling product is already the iPhone and it's a hustle to sell that vacation package? You know, you can sell, what if you could sell 10 iPhones in two months versus it takes you nine months to sell the vacation package. You see, like now, which do you choose? So it really depends on so many factors, okay? So now that we're thinking like this, we've got our creative juices flowing. Let's move on. Still number four. So, and we talked about this um, a bit on the last slide because I often get ahead of myself. How to decide, so what is your top service? What is your highest net profit service? So, you know, we're thinking about whatever we have to invest into that service in order to sell it, whether that be time, money, whatever. What is the one that you are able to get the highest net profit from? And again, you're getting this information from step two. You're already tracking analytics. We're just digging in and seeing, okay, which one is highest net profit? Which one is top selling? And then how do you decide <clears throat> what number of each thing to sell or like what percentage of each thing to sell? So say I've got two things to sell um, and I need to make a certain amount of money. Do I just focus on, you know, kind of selling the willy nilly like half here and half over here? excuse me, or do I sell 10% or 20% of this particular product because it's harder to sell or something like that, or it costs more to sell. But even though it costs more to sell, I make more, it just takes more out of me, out of my business. So do I spend, you know, 20% of my efforts trying to, or, or more aptly put, do I focus on selling 20% of this product or service? and 80% of this product or service over here because it will help me get to my goal easier, faster. So basically we're, we're asking these questions to understand what is the least that I can do for the highest return on whatever I've invested, time, money, effort, energy. Am I making sense? Let me know in the chat, please. I haven't seen any questions. <laughs> That means either you guys are like, she is just tripping right now. I don't know what is going on. Or you guys are like, okay, she's covering it very well. I need to know. I don't want to lose you. Let me know. I hope I'm making sense. Um, Let's see. And then what else do I need to say here? Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Crystal. 
Um, so whatever is, thank you, Margarita. Nice to see that I'm making sense to some people. Um, whatever is the least amount of work when we're considering that product, that may help us decide on our best clients or best services to focus on. Thank you, Joe. Um, or our best products, but it also may not. Again, there are a lot of factors to consider when we're making these decisions. And instead of trying to like, you know, rack our brain and be like, how do I decide what to sell? Or let me just try to sell everything, which is very stressful. Go back to the data. That's why we started with install tracking review tracking uh, data so we can access that to make easier and faster decisions, all right? <clears throat> and remember always to consider your other two goals here, not only focused on revenue, we've got two more things that we wrote down, probably another business goal, hopefully a life goal as well. For example, um, there was one client that I had that, um, and you know, just kind of keeping it very kind of vague for privacy and confidentiality, I'm big on that. But um, let's say, <clears throat> excuse me, he wanted to write a book um, within the next year. That was one of his goals. However, they uh, were a service provider. And so I was trying to work with them and understand, you know, help them understand which services to focus on to get the right amount of profit to reach their revenue goal. And they kept choosing the like the toughest service to provide we had already talked about it this was a service that they were gravitating to i don't remember why but um they had already told me hey this is like really stressful and exhausting and time consuming to provide so i'm like hmm, i'm trying to you know get to the bottom of like well why do you keep going there because remember you want to write a book so if you decide to sell more of this particular service that stresses you out and that drains your time how will you get to write that book? Remember all of your goals as you're making these decisions, okay? All right. Now, um, still step four. So basically, we're understanding, well, what's the least amount of work that we can do for the highest ROI, return on investment? Remember, thank you, Margarita, appreciate you. So remember, um, we just want to go in this example from five thousand a month to six thousand a month. We want to make to make one thousand additional dollars per month. How will we do that? Now you understand, you know, what questions to ask yourself to make that determination. For example, the little examples I gave before, maybe we can, you know, if we get one more accounting client, we can make per month, I mean, we can make a thousand dollars more per month. Or for another business, maybe if I just sell four more copies of my autobiography, I can make <laughs> I can make an additional $1,000 per month. That thing is, that's a premium autobiography right there. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. But these are examples. Let's say you, um, you are selling accounting services but also you've written an autobiography as something you're doing on the side. So these aren't two separate businesses, actually. These are the same business. So maybe you want to do both of these things and that will be your additional um, $1,000 per month. Again, it really depends. It really depends. Just remember that a realis realistic percentage increase in revenue is between say 10 to 20% as a general 
guideline. Okay. All righty. <clears throat> so we're almost to that monthly sales plan that's rooted in your revenue goal. So how do you decide here? Basically, you're choosing whichever makes the most sense to your particular business to make that additional, quote unquote, $1,000 per month. <clears throat> so um, if we have got to, hold on one second, if we have got to make um, or procure, secure nine clients instead of eight clients, then the sales plan is just to get one more accounting client per month. So we get 12 more accounting clients per year. If we need to go from 20 to 24 sales of our autobiography to reach our revenue goal, then we just need four more sales of that autobiography per month to reach our revenue goal. Okay, so these are the numbers that we're focused on to get that additional $1,000. We're getting one more accounting client and we're getting <clears throat> four more, excuse me, autobiography sales. And so this is going to be your sales plan and it's rooted in your revenue goal because the number of sales that you have, you know, must correlate to however much you need to earn per month. I need to make $1,000 per month. How many of each thing? Remember, we just talked about that. Do I need to sell? So now we're deciding based on data in step two that we're going to go for accounting services, accounting clients, and we're going to go for our autobiography because these make the most sense for my business based on what's already selling well having the highest conversion rate and so on, has the highest net profit per sale and that sort of thing, okay? Makes sense? If not, shout it out in the chat here, please. And then, so let me see. Once you understand that, then you're going to, thank you, you're going to break your weekly goal, if you need to, into daily steps in terms of, all right, how do I get this one extra accounting client per month? How do I get these four more sales of my autobiography every month? What actions do I take to make that happen? And those actions are rooted in the data that we found in step two. Now we're on step five, everyone. Create a client attraction plan from your sales plan and your best marketing. So basically now we're saying how, <clears throat> excuse me, will we attract those extra sales we're talking about? The one accounting client, the four um, book copies to get that thousand dollars of revenue. Remember your highest converting channel in step two. So meaning again, you know, are we talking about my email list, has that done the best for me last year? Um, has Google search done the best for me last year in terms of converting? Remember, just website visitors leads to actual clients. Which one is converting the most? Maybe you want to go to that highest converting channel to decide how to attract these extra sales. 
So if Instagram happens to be your highest converting channel, then you will want to say, hmm, all right. So if I'm, let's say I'm getting, um, what was it? I'm getting five accounting clients per month or something like this. I forget how many I said, however many I said, accounting clients per month, but I just need to get one more. Well, it makes sense to go to Instagram because I'm getting most of them from Instagram anyway. So what can I tweak to get that extra client per month? Is there a promotion? Like, can I dig into my Instagram analytics, my Instagram numbers and see, was there a promotion that I, I ran or that I run regularly that's drawing in most of these clients? Um, is there a specific type of post that I'm doing that pulls in the most clients, you know? Um, is there a particular call to action that I'm using at the end of my post that seems to draw more people, you know? And by call to action, I mean um, literally that, like your call to action is the thing that you want people to do and then where you want them to go to do it. So like you're linking to um, a, an opt-in on your website. Your call to action is to opt-in to the opt-in. So basically, again, you're you're looking at your stats to understand what's my highest converting channel, for example, and how can I parlay that? Just, you know, do more of what's already working to make that work better for me to increase my revenue this year, to get more and better clients this year. Am I making sense? Yes, lots to think about and plan. That is 100% true. However, however, the thing is, we're already thinking about a lot of these things. That are, well, maybe not thinking about them. We're already asking ourselves these sorts of questions in our business. Oh my gosh, what do I need to, like, what do I need to sell to get this money here? How much money do I want to earn over what I'm already earning? Where do I promote myself again? Um, how do I promote myself once I decide where to go? We're already asking all these questions. But once we are able to draw from the analytics, the data, then we get answers to those questions. And so it makes these things that we're already questioning ourselves about so much easier to um, decide about. Um, that makes sense. Okay. And so then... Your client attraction plan, and I'm sorry, I think my hair is hitting my mic a little bit here. Your client attraction plan then, again, is from your sales numbers that you want to do per period and your best marketing that you found out in step two when you analyze the data. So essentially, you just need to get, well, our example business owner needs to get one more accounting client per week from Instagram in order to earn an additional $1,000 more per month. And just in doing that, then they're able to go from that 5,000 a month, which is 60,000 a year, to 72, oh yeah, to 72,000 per year, that's $6,000 per month, just by adding an additional $1,000 of revenue monthly. Does that make sense? So your client attraction plan, at least, you know, um, this is what I'm I'm calling it. It's just, what do you need to do? First of all, like, what is your goal that you're trying to achieve? Like that revenue goal, for example. What do you need to do specifically 
to get there. How do you do that thing? So then what I need to do is I need to get one more accounting client per week. Wait a minute. Wasn't that per month? Per period. Let's not get too confused. One more accounting client per period is the what I need to do. How do I need to do that? Through Instagram. And that's going to result in $1,000 more per month, which is going to boost me up from $60,000 a year to $72,000 a year in my business, okay? And so we can even get, we can get, <clears throat> excuse me, even more granular and say, you know, week one, I need to do, <clears throat> excuse me, I need to do this, that, and the other thing. Week two, I need to do this, that, and the other thing. And um, we can create daily action steps, which I work with my clients to take these sorts of goals and plans here, convert them into daily action steps so they know how to do this, like what they need to do every day to get here um, <clears throat> from their client attraction plan. Excuse me. So to recap, the steps, install analytics and start tracking. Once you do that, you're able to see what marketing is working best. <clears throat> then from there, map out. Think about three one-year goals, okay? Make sure one is a life goal and the other two business goals. Perfectly fine. Step four, craft a monthly sales plan that's rooted in your, your revenue goal. How many more sales of what do you need to do? You know, do you need to, to make um, to reach that revenue? And then step five, create a client attraction strategy from those sales numbers that you're projecting, as well as your best marketing that you found out in step two. Remember, you get to choose what's best and go for that thing. And really, it depends on your business specifically. So now, problems, issues, what questions do we have? You know, for example, I'm not getting any traffic. I can't do this particular thing. I don't know how to pull these numbers. You only get a certain amount of leads, visitors per month. We've got a couple of minutes here, everyone that's left. And so if you have any questions, please type them out to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not getting any traffic or some visitors, but no purchases. Ah, yes. So in this case, we definitely want to focus on step two, Crystal. We want to really dig into, well, if you've already uh, achieved step one, installing or having some analytics. And um, you must have some analytics because you're telling me that um, you're getting some visitors but not purchases. So we want to dig into what's happening on the website, what's going on there why no purchases or we're getting some visitors what are they doing instead so we in this case we would dig into the analytics and we would also dig into what's happening like what you're doing for your marketing because it's not just about what's happening on the site it's about everything surrounding that okay it's about the ad that you're placing or to keep it simple the ad that you're placing the venue that you're placing it in you know the channel um, it's about your website. It's about your order process, your checkout process, and all, you know, all sorts of things go into this. So we would look at, at the data and understand, um, exactly what to do there. Okay. And so Margarita said, if you're in a new business, how do you plan this? Um, 
What specific this are you referring to, Margarita? You mean in general um, there? Uh, let me know, please, if you could be a little bit more specific for me. Crystal said Wix is good at analytics, so I'll dig into that. Perfect. Is it also social media? Um, uh, and Carmen said, good question. Is which also social media? And you're free to unmute if you want to. Um, if we can take a minute, I'm not sure. For Marjorie yeah. to unmute. Everyone, you guys are welcome to unmute. Just please raise your hand and I'll make sure to get you guys unmuted for sure. Okay, um, thank you. Yeah, of course. And I know, oh, there we go. Thank you, Margarita. Let me go ahead and unmute you really quickly. Okay. There you go. Okay, thank you. Um, great presentation. Um, we're relatively new. Um, so um, trying to process this into, um, you know, okay, yeah, I, I need to dig in some of the analytics and things and stuff like that. But if I don't have a lot of numbers, um, to work with in order to say that, you know, this is working, that's not working. Um, right. Because mm -hmm. you initially said it had to be like three years so that you'd have, a, mm -hmm. you know, some aggregate, you know, results. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like Excellent if, question. You know, yes. Like a six months period. It's like, okay, what, what am I, what am I really looking at to make the um, plans for my next year? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got you. Thank you so much for clarifying. That makes, makes perfect sense. So in the case of a new business, still, we do the same thing. Well, we do the same thing, just making sure that traffic is coming from somewhere. Like, you know, if you're, already marketing, you've got traffic coming from somewhere. Um, for example, we would still go in and install analytics and we would just wait, you know, three months, let's say, depending on how many visitors, how much traffic you're getting. <clears throat> maybe we will we'll wait three months. Maybe we will wait six months. Maybe we will only have to wait one month. It really depends on your business. But the first step would still be installing the tracking and then we would just have to wait some time to be able to get some numbers to use to understand, okay, what's working better here. But in the beginning, you know, it's, um, there's a, a bit different process for deciding what marketing to use. It's kind of more about um, what your personality is, what you have time for in your day, where you are with your business, what your budget of time is versus what your budget of um, time and energy is versus your budget of money is. And just kind of talking with an advisor to go over those sorts of things to understand what marketing should I, should I be using here? I hope that makes sense. But yeah, we would definitely still install tracking and we would just wait a little time for those numbers. Okay. Thank you. Thank so. you. Yes, you're welcome. Just closing here. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, it just hit 1.30 on my side anyway. Definitely check out Hub. Hub has some amazing resources and I feel like it's just growing every single day. It's incredible, especially like the grant section and everything. Really good. Um, other expert sessions in the learning library for sure. Um, if anyone wants to check me out and get help building your 2024 sales strategy for sure. You can book a um, an hour with me there to kind of get started on that. 
And I'll post the links for both of those in here. But I thank you guys for listening to me. And uh, I hope that I was very helpful. And thank you to Chelsea for having thank me today. Yeah, thank you so much, Harmony. And thank you everyone for jumping on the session today. As Harmony mentioned, she is available through our hub programs. Um, our hub programs typically are funded through the economic development departments and city governments that we work with. So these services are free to you. So there's not an out-of-pocket pocket cost. So definitely, if you haven't checked them out, make sure you do so. Go on to your hub platform and apply for one-on-one -on -one support um, and definitely follow up. Harmony is actually going to be joining us throughout this year. So if you enjoyed this session, keep an eye out for her. She's going to be popping in once a quarter with us to do great training sessions like these. Harmony, thank you again. Yes. Thank you everybody for joining you, for joining us today. Such a great talk and have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Bye y'all. Thank you. You too. Bye.